JD Talking Sports, January 2nd, 2017. You know, today was bowl day with four total games. It just felt like it was diluted. I, I love you. I love you, Isaac. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta talk. I gotta talk here. Okay. Just watched. What a game. Trace McSorley. Hey, it worked throwing the bomb today. Made some great plays. There were some electric plays. They had a 79-yard run by Saquon Barkley, who, to me, he, man, that guy is amazing. Five touchdowns. He had five touchdowns, Trace McSorley. He threw a 72-yard pass that it, it was amazing. Uh, it, it was spellbinding. 52 lost on the last kick of the game. Chris Goodwin, Chris Godwin, nine catches for a buck 87. Saquon Barkley at 25 for 194. He was at 200, which was a Penn State record. And then the next play, he took a loss for seven yards. Then he got some of the yards back. Barkley had a total of 249 yards of total offense, three touchdowns. Trace McSorley, four touchdowns, three interceptions. He came into the game with five interceptions on the season. And then you have a freshman. Yes, a freshman, Sam Darnold, 33 of 53, 453, five touchdowns, which set a Rose Bowl record. They also set a record for most points scored, 101 points total scored in the game. USC was up in the first quarter. They were up 13 nothing. Then they were up 27 at one point. Then 27-14. It was 27-21 at the half. They get outscored 28-8 to in the third quarter. But no. USC comes back, outscores them 17-0 in the fourth quarter. And Penn State was the second-best second-half team in the nation behind Alabama in the second half. That last pass by Trace, Trace McSorley, you, you win by the sword, you die by the sword. Well, he gets the interception, runs it back, sets him up for a field goal. Guy who missed two field goals for USC – the kicker ends up making Matt Bormeister. It's a 46-yarder. Time expires. That's a tough loss. That's a tough loss for Penn State. I thought they played brilliantly. But then in the fourth quarter, they went away from what worked. They were kind of like playing ball control. They weren't doing hurry up. They went away from the game plan, and Sam Darnold took advantage of it. And But the game took four and a half hours to play, and I went to eat dinner. I came back down, and I caught up. And I caught up with like 10 minutes left in the third quarter. My phone was going. I didn't look. Didn't see what happened. I saw a name, and I was like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Bam. I was like, man, that's that's crazy. That's insanity. But I love the Rose Bowl. Great game. I was pushing, pushing, pulling, pulling for Penn State. Did not happen. Congrats to USC. Clay Helton. Both teams came in riding a, over eight-game winning streaks, the two of them since October 1st. And Penn State takes the loss on the last second field goal. Oof, that, one, that one's going to hurt for a while. But Penn State's back. They're all back next year. I think Trace McSorley is a – you know, actually, I don't know what year he is. I don't think he is a – I think he has a couple years left. Sophomore. Wow. They're both back. And Barkley, I think, is only a sophomore. They're both back next year. 
Penn State's going to be fine. <laughs> They're going to be fine. They're going to remember this game. Didn't put them away when they should have. I still say the USC, Texas, best Rose Bowl I ever saw in my life. But this one was this one was up there with the plays. And Saquon Barkley, if you haven't seen it, watch that 79-yard touchdown run. Going through in and out of traffic, the the balance, the dexterity, whatever. I mean, it was it was it was amazing to watch. It was a great game. At one point, they hadn't they didn't do anything their first four first eleven plays, and then they had seven straight do- drives. They scored a touchdown. Penn State. No way they should have lost this game. They were up forty nine thirty five. I thought it was over. It should have been over, and they didn't put them away. Sam Darnold, man, damn, damn, damn. And Western Michigan, PJ Fleck. You were down 14 nothing. I thought it was going to be ugly. You came back, made a game of it, 24-16. They played, they played tough, but you, they were outmanned. You could tell the bigger team, but they didn't give up, man. They did not give up in the game, and for that, I have to uh, commend them. P.J. Flex said, we'll be back. It was a great experience for the players. They had a lot of fans come to the game. You love seeing stuff like that. You do. You do. You love seeing stuff like that. Nothing to be ashamed of. And there was a great play by Corey Davis. Corey Davis, there was a ball in the end zone, and he just he just outmuscled the guy. He didn't have the best day. Well, they were keen on him. Hey, six for seventy three and a touchdown. That's. An... But I commend him. I didn't really watch any of the Iowa game, the Iowa Florida game. I thought I. I I thought I, I was going to show me. Big Ten had a really good year. They got blown out. And at the end, it was just ugly. It was the final score of that game. It was not pretty. I think it was 30-3. to three. Yeah, 30-3. to three. Oof. That one's going to leave Mark. And that was it. You had two 1 o'clock games, the Rose Bowl, and now you have the Sugar Bowl with Auburn. An 8-4 and four Auburn team is playing in the Sugar Bowl. And I feel like there's other teams that could have been there. But they're the SEC team, the second seed, you know, and I'm just like, really? That's the best. Oklahoma, I I just feel like, you know, especially with the college football playoff, it dilutes everything else. And how about this? Lane Kiffin out, Steve Sarkeesian in. Lane Kiffin said, you know, I I thought I could handle the Florida Atlantic job with the Alabama job. He actually went, he said he watched footage of himself, and he said that, you know, he, he wasn't happy with what he did. I think Saban said, I wasn't happy. I told you, I watched the game with my pops. My pops was like, you know, Jonathan, I don't think that... He, he wasn't impressed. When I told him what happened, he goes, listen, I totally agree. He said, he's done. He's done. Yeah, Kiffin said that... Uh, he wondered uh, if he was always there after rewatching the semi. Wondered if he was always always there. What, what does that mean? He says Sarkeesian gives Bama the best chance to win. Saban mutually uh, mutually agreed to this this decision was in everyone's best interest. It was in Saban's best interest. He was ready for Sarkeesian. I guess we'll see. A couple guys went pro too today. Malik Hooker from Ohio State, the safety All-American. Seven interceptions this season. He had one in the college uh, football semi loss to... Clemson, he's going pro. He's going to go high. He's going to be a top 10 pick. So is Washington wide receiver John Ross III. He didn't have a good game against Bama, but he had a pretty damn good year. Over 1,100 yards, 17 touchdowns in Miami. Quarterback Brad Kaya. 
seen some place he's the fourth prospect, the sixth, four touchdowns in his bowl game. They're saying he's a good arm. Some people say he doesn't. Uh, you know, it's like, well, the Jets have a quarterback who can't throw a ball in an ocean. What, what do I know? What do I know? We shall see. This is now it starts. The buildup for the draft is going to go on for quite, quite, quite some time. Oh, do I have a little Jets news? Yes, of course. Do. Matt Forte had knee surgery Friday to repair his torn meniscus. Bryce Petty's getting his shoulder surgery this week. And Brandon Marshall open taking a pay cut. He says, I'm good with the money. I want to win. 11 years, never made the playoffs. Yes, I assume you are good with the money, my friend. Very good with the money. <laughs> Just And there's buzz now that Sean Payton could emerge as the candidate for the Rams job. We will see. It's kind of... And no, 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 guys, uh, no guys got the axe today. 49ers and Jags, of course. Josh McDaniels. Broncos want to speak to Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator for the Falcons. Kubiak, interesting. A press conference today, I watched some of it. He said... Uh, Coaching grind forced the sudden retirement. I can't do it that way anymore. It looked like he was, you know, no mas. Big, big no mas on his front. We shall see. And it was kind of interesting. You have Dwight Freeney, who played 11 years as a Colt. Robert Mathis, who played 13 seasons as a Colt. Freeney's 17th on the sack list with 122.5 sacks. And Mathis is 18th with 122. And in the last 25 years, Mathis has 49, and Freeney has 47 forced fumbles. They're 1-2 and two since 1991 in the forced fumble official stat, which became a stat back in 1991. How about that? And Mathis actually, you know, Reggie Wayne and Edra James told him to listen to his body, and he said it was time to listen to his body. I thought that was good. And he actually had a strip sack in the fourth quarter. How about that? That's a nice way to go out, right? Some guys do not listen to their body, and it comes back, and it bites them in the rear. But these two guys didn't. David Johnson, thank God. MCL sprained, won't require surgery. Six to eight weeks of rest and rehab. You have to love that. And Manny Pacquiao, hey, he says he wants $20 million guaranteed to fight Terrence Crawford in April per the Manila Bolton. I say... Pay the man. Well, I mean, why shouldn't he? You know, he's not a young chicken anymore. What's he? I think he's 37 now. I think it, you know, any fight he's going to take, he's going to take and, and want the money. UConn men and women are both, uh, UConn, I'm sorry, the UConn women are number one. Unanimous pick. Nova's number one in the men, fifth straight week. And Baylor is number two in the men and women's polls. How about that? Got to give him some props for that much. And Coach K is going to go, is getting Back surgery as of Friday. Jeff Capel's taken over. Four weeks he's going to be out. Is this the beginning of the end of Coach K? Nah, I don't think he's done yet. What's he going to do? He he loves what he does. I think for right now that's where it is. Dolphins are saying that Adam Gase could play uh, Ryan Tannehill, who is out with a knee injury, could be playing in the wild card at the Steelers. We shall see. And the Raiders, I still think that Steelers are going to kill him. I just do. It's going to be crappy weather. They're going to be. Oof. I think. I think the Steelers are could go on a run here. I just don't know if they can win in New England. We shall see. And Jackson El Rio says we'll go with the most the quarterback they're most comfortable with. Okay. 
Now, how do you, how do you feel about these wild card games? So Saturday you have Saturday you have Raiders at the Texans at four thirty five on ESPN, and the night game is Detroit at Seattle at eight fifteen. That's all right. And then Sunday you have Steelers hosting the Dolphins, and then the late game, which is going to be free. Think about four forty in Green Bay. I heard single digits, Giants at Green Bay. And they're making a big fuss because OBJ took the wide receivers, Shepard and a couple others. Was it Roger? I'm blanking on his name. Him and they took his receiver core down to South Beach where they partied in a club where Manziel was and Justin Bieber and OBJ was on Justin Bieber's boat. I remember when the Cowboys did that, and then they lost to the Giants in 2007. They made a big deal about it with Whitten and Romo on, uh, but they t- they took a, c- a couple day vacation. This is an overnight, and they were hanging out on the boat. They, hey, they had a day off. They wanted to go blow off some steam. They'll be OBJ's dying to play in the playoffs. Yeah, come on, he can't wait. He's foaming at the mouth. He's foaming at the mouth for that, right? Don't you agree? I don't think it was a day off. He came back. We shall see. And that's the thing. Think about these playoff matches. It could be Connor Cook or Tom's. It could be Connor Cook at Tom Savage. (laughs) ESPN's loving the matches, right? Now, if Pittsburgh at home beats Miami, the reward, if Pittsburgh at home is a trip to play, the winner of this game, if if Pittsburgh wins, is they're going to play Foxborough on Saturday night, which is going to be freezing, nice and frigid. January 14th, think about it. A Saturday night in Massachusetts, because that's the games the week after. The Saturday game, right. Atlanta's inside doesn't matter, but then the night game at New England is 8-15, and, and then Sunday, KC hosts a 105, but th- think about that. Texans, if the Steelers win, Texans or the Raiders are going to have to play a Saturday night. It'd be interesting if the Raiders went back to the, t- the Tuck game. Imagine that. 14th is Blizzard again, all over again, but this time, the Raiders beat the, beat the Patriots. It could happen. It could happen. Maybe, maybe not. Jay Ajayi. This is the thing. He may be back from the strain knee. The last time Tannehill and Ajayi faced Pittsburgh in October, Miami won by 15, and Ajayi ran for 204. That The problem was the game was down in Miami. It's not in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's gotten much stingier on the run game. We shall see. Jay Ajayi also has not rushed for 100 yards in seven of his eight. It's either six of his last seven or seven of his last eight. Sorry, I'm looking up the stat now. I know because these are things I like to know. Yes. Yes, seven of the last eight games he hasn't rushed for 100 yards. It should be interesting. I'm 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 curious curious about the game and if he if he does come back. We're going to see what happens, right? Also, Detroit at Seattle. Lions, no running game. They've lost three in a row by an average of almost 13 points, and they've given up 30 points a game in the last three games. Now, if they get a pass rush going because Seahawks line isn't that good, I, I just can't see I, I can't see Seattle losing at home in this playoff game. I just can't. And then the Giants, you have Eli have one Last two trips in 2007 over Brett Favre in 2011. 
he beat Aaron Rodgers. And Packers have a lot of injuries in the secondary. Hey, they scored 60 points in those two games, just turned it over once in those two games. And then Aaron Rodgers... I, I'm curious, you know, I'm curious how the Giants D is going to play up in this game. I, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting four games. It really is. I'm taking the Giants, and I think the Giants can win Pittsburgh. I'm taking Seattle, and I'm taking Oakland at Houston. I think Houston, again, is going to drop a stink bomb. I think they're pissed off right now, the, the Raiders. They didn't show up for the game against Denver. They got their their butts kicked. And I think the Texans are just not a good team. I mean, they got blown out last year in Kansas City, I remember, in that home playoff game where they tried to they tried to use J.J. Watt to score a touchdown. They didn't do anything. Oh, that was that was an ugly game. Ugly game. I think it could be ugly all over again. And and they're talking about all the – there's six job openings, but there's no big name because David Shaw doesn't want to leave college football. Saban either. There's no slam dunk guy. And then you have what happened with uh, Chip Kelly – and Trent Balky both getting fired. Does you know this is? Is anybody anybody really want that job? <laughs> to want to go there with the, all the instability there? This is the thing. Josh McDaniels. He's forty right now. If he if he leaves, does he? You know, I mean, he he should go, right when he go to a play, He'd want to go to a place with a stable ownership management and a quarterback. He goes to the Niners that don't have a quarterback. That's who the, the, the Rams, Jared Goff, but yeah, you have to love the quarterback you're going to go to. There maybe he might go to the, the Rams if you feel if he did his research on Jared Goff and was like, okay, maybe this is the guy. Could he get Jimmy Garoppolo to go with him? I don't think so. I think he might just stay stay put. I don't think there's a job out there that he's screaming at. Maybe the, well, Denver doesn't want him again. They already had him once. They got rid of him. I don't think there's a real job out there that, you know, people, I think a lot of people want to be head coaches, but I also think some guys are in a really good position and they feel like, why go anywhere right now? Then maybe McDaniel feels, I don't see this happening, but the Belichick is going to retire in the next couple of years and he could be the successor. Maybe. But I don't think there's any jobs out there. I think he'll talk to some people, but I don't know if he's going to go anywhere because San Francisco is a mess. Rams, you know what? Jared Goff, I I mean, they have no line. Todd Gurley did not have a good year. I guess we're going to see. Also, think about Sunday was the last game in the Georgia Dome, which I still don't understand why they're closing it. It looked fine to me. Also, the possibly last game, Sean Payton with the Saints. Not, But also the last game, could be the last game at Qualcomm. San Diego leaving San Diego, the Chargers. But now they might play in Carson Stadium, uh, StubHub, 28,000. Come on, ridiculous. All right. Now, the Giants, 2-0 Lambeau. But the big thing is, is Paul Perkins had 102 yards. They had a 162, which was the highest of the season. And Perkins... Every since week eleven, he's he's every week he's rushed for more yards. Sixteen twenty nine, then thirty eight, then forty five, then fifty six sixty eight, and then one hundred two. Could he pull a one fifty weekend on wild card weekend? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. And you know, I I have to talk about my Jets. Uh, Coach Bowles said a bad excuse to use the perceived lack of chemistry as a reason for the five and eleven season. But players uh, voiced their concern over locker room discord. 
and Quincy Inouye said losing didn't help, but I think it was kind of a mindset that wasn't. It just kind of spread and wasn't good. Six consecutive season out of the playoffs. Rivas said there was a dark cloud over the team that in the aftermath of a week three locker room argument between Marshall and Sheldon Richardson. Mole said they could show a lot more maturity. And let's put the emphasis on a lot. And he's going to change the chemistry in the offseason. I think that Richardson's gone. Marshall, both the Richardson and Marshall both could be gone. They're both under contract. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I thought this was funny about the Niners. They're going to do a 30 to 31 day on the destruction of the franchise. I've talked to some people there, and there's misery in that building. There's a former 49 staffer to Peter King on Sunday in the state of the 49ers right now. And uh, Jed York wants to bring back the cha- reestablish a championship culture. Well, you had, Mont- I talked to my cousin Teddy in California today. He's like, well, they have no Montana, they have no Young. I don't know what they expect to do. They went 2-0 against the Rams this year, owned 14 against everybody else. Fourth head coach in the span of 26 months. December of 2014, Farbaugh parts with the mutual mutual parting with the Niners after his fourth season. The Jim Tomsula era ends with 5-11, Chip Kelly 2-14. Now they'll bring another coach out, say they're going to do this to do that, but they have a number two to pick in the draft. Is that going to, you know, will that be enough to, to get a top flight coach and general manager? They have a bottom-of-the-barrel roster. Questions a quarterback. <laughs> well, and, and he can't afford to play, pay three fire coaches. He has, he's, he's, paying, uh, he's paying Tom Sula and Kelly. He's going to be paying the two of them. Can't, this guy's going to have to stick around. He's not going to have three fire coaches on the payroll, is he? And this is the thing. Chip Kelly, 26 and 21 in three years with the Eagles. In Philly, he inherited a team that went eight and eight and four and twelve in Andy Reid's last year. They went ten and six, ten and six, and six and nine when he was at the Eagles. Hey, he traded Lashawn McCoy to Buffalo. He left. They picked up Carson Wentz. They have. They got back their first round pick by trading uh, Sam Bradford to Minnesota. And then he goes to San Francisco, where he inherited a team with no quarterback in the thirty-first defense in football. And bad drafts on top of what, what's going to happen? Two and four. Are we shocked by it? No, I'm not shocked by it. Not a good year, folks. And then you have Mike McCoy. Could he go to Baltimore? I'd love the Jets to pick him up. I don't think they will. Changeli's being a new a new place, a new position, like a consultant. I guess they said. I don't know. I, I feel Mike McCoy. Jets got to bring somebody. Jets is going to have to train the change the whole dynamic. And I think Bowles is he's going to have one year, and that's that's what they're going to give him. And we shall see. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Jets have a lot of things they have to work on. Giants right now, playoffs, we'll see what happens. They could go on a run. And I'll tell you, if they win it again, the Jets are just going to look like, what are we doing wrong? It just goes on and on and on and on. It just never ends. Never ends. All right, Aaron Rodgers, 40 touchdown passes, 18 picks. I'm sorry, 18 touchdowns. That was that was what? 18 touchdowns, no interceptions, last six games. Hell of a year. Hell of a year. 
And I, I thought this was interesting. I, MMQB Peter King, Donald Penn, the Oakland tackle, said to Vic Tafer of the San Francisco Chronicle, first time I've ever heard his voice, he was talking about Connor Cook calling signals in practice the first time. Well, you're going to have to get used to his voice because he's the guy who's going to be playing for you guys. <laughs> and Tyreek Hill, he finished the season winning the punt return crown, 15.2 a return, almost four yards better than second place, Brandon Tate of the Bills. And Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown over six yards for the fourth straight game. First guy since, remember Dante Hall in 2003, he was a beast. 95-yard punt return. Last four games of the season, they were third in yards per play. And they didn't even have Spencer Ware, their starting running back playing. They could be a tough out, but Andy Reid finds a way to choke during the playoffs. I'm not really worried about him. And Kubiak retires two years in Denver, 24-11, and 3-0 in the playoffs. Super Bowl win over the Carolina Panthers. It just sucks. And how about the Panthers, man? Last seven games, Cam Newton, 46.8% passer, five touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And Graham Gano started off the year, missed a 50-yard field goal that would have beaten Denver. Then on Sunday, he missed two field goals. And then with two field goals early in the game, 45, you know, 58 you have to give him some slack for. But six minutes left, 36, they lost 17-16 to the Panthers. Todd Gurley hasn't had a 100-yard rushing yard, 100-yard game in 2016. Last 24 games, he only exceeded 90 yards once. And, you know, Johnny Hecker was the best player because he punts all the time. Well, he's the punter. Net net average of 46.1. Almost three yards over number two, Sam Martin of Detroit. Punts inside the 2050. Dustin Colquitt of the Kansas City Chiefs had 37. An average yards per return on all punts, not just return punts, 1.32 yards. No punter with at least 50 punts had less than two yards per return. Pay the man. I think he just got signed to a new deal, so I'm not going to worry about him. Brady, second best passer rating behind uh, Matt Ryan, 112.2. 67.4 completion percentage. Both second best of his career. 39 years old. He could be the oldest player to win the award. Now, it's interesting. He Since he lost Gronk, Edelman has increased his target rate to roughly 40%. He's averaging seven almost seven seven receptions, almost 94 yards the past eight games. Before that, five and 45 yards in the first eight games. And this is the thing. Patriots and Dolphins both made the playoffs. In the first two halves, the aggregate, the total for the two halves when New England played Miami, Patriots 44, Dolphins 10. And, and then Peter, Pring, Peter King brought up a good point. The Patriots started three different quarterbacks this year. They had the Brady Deflategate suspension thing to deal with, dumped their two best front seven, Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins, and still won the most games in the NFL this year. I mean, unbelievable, right? Is that crazy? Justin Tucker for the Ravens. I wish he was my kicker. Only he missed one kick all year when a well-timed leap over center by Shea McLennan of the Patriots blocked the field goal in Week 14. His other 37 field goal tries and 26 extra points, good. He missed one kick all season. The rest of the AFC North missed 24. Yes, he missed one kick all season. The rest of the AFC North missed 24. 
Now, they're talking about that Marty, Marty Mortingwig is not going to be offensive coordinator for next year. Greg Roman, Bills let go of, could be the guy they could bring in. Also, Mike Wallace had his first 1,000-yard season since 2011. Now, Joe Flacco, now he's done with the torn ACL, but they, he throws a lot of interceptions, said he's a better quarterback than that, and the AFC North's getting better. He's going to have to get better. And I thought this was pretty cool. Zach Ertz, he made a diving touchdown catch against the Cowboys at Link. Gets up, he finds AL MVP and Eagle season ticket holder Mike Trout in the end zone and hands him Trout the ball. How cool is that? Mike Trout, I'm a diehard. Now, he lives in Jersey, but it's funny. Everybody lives in South Jersey is an Eagle fan. Yeah, I yeah, I never liked the Eagles. But I, I, was a, I was a Dr. J fan, but never the Eagles. Though I did like that movie event about Vince Papale with Marky Mark. That's a great movie. You haven't seen it? I'm forgetting the name of it. See the movie. But how cool is that? I thought it was pretty cool. And the Cowboys, the only back-to-season rush for more than 300 yards this season, rush was Ezekiel Elliott with 322, only guy. And Jason Witten finished 17 yards shy of breaking Michael Irvin's all-time receiving record. Hopefully we'll get it next year. You think, Nate, you know, nah. I think, I think, uh, I don't think he's going back to the NFL saving. I just don't think. He was able to use his best player was his number three, his backup, his backup running back, third string early in the season, Bo, Bo Scarborough. And you think about it, the number three guy, Bo Scarborough, could be started for any other team. That's how good a team he has. And Mitch Trubisky, your life's going to get a lot more complicated. They're going to be picking, prodding everything about you. And you can't really, you know, that's like, I agree with, with Peter King. You can't, we, you know, you haven't studied, nobody's been studied enough. You have to, we're going to have to ride this out a little bit, right? Just too soon to start getting into that. And Tyrod Taylor, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. They sat him out because they're afraid if he got hurt, that's what they said. They said injury, but they didn't want to have to. If he got hurt, they were going to have to pay him money on his uh, six-year, $90 million contract. They were going to, I guess it was guaranteed for next season. And he wasn't even in the season highlight video, which makes no sense. It's, it sounds like it's a mess there with the owners, the GM and everything. It sounds like that that is a team that is just all over the place. And Tyrod Taylor, hopefully, will be somewhere next year where he'll play. I mean, 70 touchdowns, six interceptions this year, 20, 20 and 60 the year before. Over 3,000, 6,000 yards. Over th- he should be playing somewhere. I know I've read that he, you know, he doesn't do his progressions as well and all this other stuff. He, he's, a, he's a good quarterback. I gave him a shot. I loved him at Vod Tech when he played at Vod Tech. I did. And Matt Ryan, man, look, listen, listen. At his. NFL best, 117 passer rating. Highest yards per attempt, 9.26. With a, ever, that's ever by a quarterback with 400 more passes in a season. 38 touchdown passes, second to Aaron Rodgers. The thing is that red zone defense is among the worst in the league and remains a concern entering the postseason. We shall see. We shall see, right? We shall see. Mark Ingram went over 1,000. First time in a six-year career for the Saints. Michael Thomas... 17th rookie to reach 1,000 yards receiving since the 70 merger, 1970 merger. He also broke Mark, uh, Marcus Colston, who I loved, out of Hofstra, which didn't have a football, doesn't have a football team anymore. 
Broke his franchise record with 11,137 yards, nine touchdown catches, and he also broke Reggie Bush's Saints rookie record with 92 receptions. And you could have a new coach next year. Andrew Brees, 5,000. Five times, no one else has done more than twice. No one else has done it twice. Drew Brees, 5,000 passing yards this year. And Browns are their first 1-15 season ever. Ever. We shall see. And Steelers, hey, Landry Jones could make a lot of money. He had a 277, three touchdowns against the Browns, which really doesn't mean a lot, but he's going into free agency. He's 27. That's the thing now. I mean, you got everybody's, everybody, a lot of teams need a quarterback. We shall see. Then you have the Seahawks. No running attack. 20 yards rushing the first half, 90 on the day. 10th time this season, they've had fewer than 100 yards in a game. They only gave up one sack in the afternoon. I don't think it's going to matter against the Lions, but going forward, it's going to matter to them. And they're going to play on the road, and they're going to hit the quarterback. Marvin Lewis going into his 15th year with the Bengals. I don't know how he keeps staying with them. They they went after a while. You don't win a playoff game. Maybe it's time to move on. Lions also worst running game. NFL worst running game in the NFL. I don't. I I just don't see him doing it. And they have not looked. They have not looked good. It was thirty one twenty four, but they came back at the end. But wasn't good. And I mean, does the Jag, the Jaguars job look? Some enticing to you with Blake Bortles after up and down and everything. Is that an enticing job for a guy? Does a guy feel like he fix him? You know, you have a guy Kyle Shanahan, Josh McDaniels. Would they think that they could change him? There's got to be some out there, somebody out there that think they could do it. But I don't know. I don't know. And Jameis Winston turned the ball over twice Sunday against. The Panthers, he has a league-leading seven first-quarter interceptions. Finished with a lowly 5.8 per pass attempt. In his final three games, he only completed 57% of his passes to go with five touchdowns, six interceptions, and two lost fumbles. Got to work on it. I know he did 4,000 yards two straight seasons, but something you got to work on, man. All right. All right, all right, all right. We have some. Oh, and let's. And I got a quick update here. I text my friend Rhonda, who is a huge Sooners fan. She gave sent me an awesome Sooners sweatshirt. It's a hooded sweatshirt to go with my UNC sweatshirt. Very excited. Knicks lose their fifth straight, one fifteen, one hundred three, to the Magic at home. Oof. Carmelo with nineteen, but still, that's a lot of points to the Magic. And the Jazz beat the Nets. Nets were actually up by six when I had it on for the fourth straight. 101.89. Not good, folks. Not playing good. I was trying to look up the yes, look up the standings, and it's not going to be pretty. I think the Nets are eight and yeah, they're eight and twenty-five. The Knicks are sixteen and eighteen. Oof. Remember, they were 14 and 10. 2 and 8, their last 10. Not pretty. All right, I have a trivia question. Trivia question from last podcast. Okay. 
What active college football team, which active college football team has the most consecutive bowl appearances? And the answer was Virginia Tech with 24. They won the belt bowl 35-24 over Arkansas to finish 10-4. They were actually losing 14-0. They came back in, in the second half 10-4 in Justin Fuentes' first year with Vatek after he came over from Memphis. Okay, next trivia question. Most receiving yards in a college football game ever. Most yards receiving in a college football game ever. Folks, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.